بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد الحمد لله we continue with the discussion around the Asr al-Thalith, the third uh, foundation, which is the foundation regarding the Messenger of Allah sallam. And in the last lesson we were discussing يعني, his hijrah, the legislation of hijrah, as well as the, specifically the hijrah of the Prophet sallam, and the hijrah of the companions. That the companions, عنهم, they made hijrah on two occasions. The first hijrah to Habasha, uh, in the initial sense and the initial instance, and the second hijrah, the hijrah to uh, what was known at the time Yathrib, what of course today is known as Al Medina. And along with that, we mentioned some of the ahkam in terms of hijrah itself and the encouragement of making hijrah and migrating to the lands of obedience. So when you find yourself in the lands of disobedience, whether the disobedience be bid'ah, uh, kufr, shirk, general disobedience and sin, then the person seeks to go to a land better than that and have himself surrounded by people of khayr. Um And so thereafter, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he goes on to discuss يعني, in relation to the seer of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Islam. And so when they settled in Medina, he settled in Medina Sallallahu he then commanded with the other legislated acts in Islam from Zakah, Salah, Sawm, Wal Hajj, Wal Adhan, Wal Jihad, Wa Amr Ma'ruf, and Nahir Munkar. And so, he commanded with these legislative acts, whether it be zakah, salah, whether it be the fast, whether it be the hajj, the adhan, jihad, enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. And other than that, from the legislative acts within Islam. And he spent 10 years doing this. He spent 10 years doing this. Yeah, and so after Hijrah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he lived for 10 more years, establishing Islam and the legislation. And so, we understood, we studied previously how the Prophet Wasallam he began his prophecy with the, the, the revelation of Iqra, and he began his Risala, uh, his message, with Ya'yul uh, Muddathir. And thereafter, as I mentioned, he made hijrah, and then he was settled in Medina. And so the reference mission of Allah وسلم, when settling there, and when traveling there, he traveled with, of course, the Muhajirin. And the inhabitants of Medina at the time were Ansar. Who in the message who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised. And these individuals, as Sheikh Zaid mentions, كانوا ينتظرون قدوم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. كل يوم فرحين وسبشرين. فلما قدم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المدينة واستقر بها 
Amr bi Bakiya Shara'i. And so they they were anticipating. Yeah, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam approaching. So the Ansar essentially were the individuals that had embraced Islam, accepted the message of the Prophet sallallahu whilst they were inhabitants of Medina. <coughs> so they were individuals that were residents of Medina. Thereafter, when news had reached that the Prophet sallallahu was approaching with the Muhajirin, then they anticipated their approach. When the companions, along with the Prophet settled in Medina, then he, alayhi salatu wasalam, then began to command with the other obligatory actions. Now, the other obligatory actions. And what was understood to be from the halal and the haram. We distinguish between the halal and the haram. And that which the people were in need of, in terms of how they lived. Likewise, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made clear and established يعني, the ahkam of al-bayah buying and selling, commerce, trading as well as establishing a clear distinction between bayah and riba establishing a distinction between buying and selling as well as riba, usury and that it's not permissible that the person deals with riba. It's not permissible that the person deals with riba. And so with that, the ayat likewise were revealed to the Prophet ﷺ whilst being in Medina. And from these ayats revealed was the ayah where Allah Ta'ala states, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورديز لكم إسلام مدينة That today, I have perfected religion for you and completed my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your religion. I that this is this uh, signifying that this deen had been complete, had been completed with the Prophet by way of its message, by way of its, uh, its uh, sharia, its legislation, that is rendered complete with the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentioned or revealed the ayah, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصُوا اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدَخُلُونَ فِي الدِّينِ اللَّهِ وَالْفُوَاجَةِ فَصَفْبِحْ بِحَمْدِكَ بِصَفْبِحْ بِرَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا Allah Ta'ala, he mentions, يَعْنِ إِذَا جَاءَ نَصُوا اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ When the Nasr, when the victory of Allah comes, as well as the conquering, the conquering, the conquest, in front of Fatah Mecca, and you see the people, and you witness people entering into the deen, yeah, in droves, in large numbers. And so glorify your Lord, glorify and praise your Lord. And seek his forgiveness. For indeed, he is the one that accepts the repentance. And so with this surah, no doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicates and illustrates the affair of the Fatah Makkah. 
the concrete of Makkah, which we discussed last week. Basically, we discussed it last week to some extent. And the Makkah occurred when? Which year? Second? Second year of Hijrah, Fatah Makkah. Mahmoud's not having it. I guess it's 10. Guess it's 10. 7? 7? 8? 10? Which one? It's not 2 for sure. It's it's not 2 for sure. 11? 8? 13. It's the 8th. 8th year of Hijrah. I've had to make the 8th year of Hijrah. And... What we can take from that as well, from this seerah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, is that, if you bear in mind, you remember, that this affair of uh, the Prophet sallallahu dawah began in Mecca, and they faced persecution, and they faced hardship, whilst with all of that in mind, and the persecution, some of the, some of the companions were killed. And killed for no other reason other than their Islam. Other than they bore witness that there's no deity worthy of worship besides Allah. And Muhammad وسلم, is, the final, is the final message. This is the reason why they were killed. And even with all of this, Allah Ta'ala gave them victory. But he gave them victory, and was, that's why we mentioned the year. Why? Because it's important to understand the amount of time that it took, a relative. So when you when you understand that his da'wah began in Mecca and he was in Mecca given that of how many years? Thirteen years in Mecca given da'wah to Tawheed. Then he went to Medina and then we say eight years after that is when Allah Taala gave them victory. Naam, mathematicians, how many years is that? Twenty-one years. At 21 years, Barakallahu Fikum. And so if we look at, if we look at in terms of what we see now from trials and tribulations, what we take from that is that the Prophet Wasallam, first and foremost, had patience, forbearance when it came to these trials. And that the companions with him clung to his sunnah. They adhered to his sunnah. And through all of those characteristics, Allah Ta'ala gave them victory over these individuals. Gave them victory over the mushrikeen. To the extent, as we mentioned the hadith last week, la hijrata ba'da fatih. There's no hijrah after fatih. In the fatih of Mecca. Meaning that there's no hijrah to Mecca after fatih of Mecca. Naam. I mean Allah Ta'ala gave them absolute victory to the Muslimin. And so when you see the people now when you have trials and tribulations, whatever the trials and tribulations may be, that they seek to justify means of opposing the sunnah, opposing the tariq of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, in order to attain victory. Then you know that the, the, the calculation is misguided. Because if the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam and his companions attain victory in this way, then they've shown us the manner in which we attain victory. And likewise as well with our intent. The intent of the individual must be an intent of the intent that anyone has for jihad. 
What's the intent of jihad? What's the, 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 the affair of jihad? The intent of jihad? When we say jihad, what is the intent of it? To make the kalima of la ilaha illallah illallah, the most high. That the kalima of tawheed is raised the highest. Anyone says whatever they want to say, but the kalima of tawheed, that's abrashay. The kalima of tawheed, that's the thing that is most significant. This is the, the, this, this is the main intent. And so the companions adhere to that. And Allah Ta'ala gave them victory. Now by way of Fatimah. And now we understand with that as well that the Messenger of Allah after establishing this affair of Deen that he thereafter passed away. He passed away shortly after completing the Hajj. Hajj Wada'am. Yeah, he was referred to as that. Well, Hajj. And that Abu Bakr he mentions the words, the poignant words within uh, the narration in Bukhari. Where he mentions, Ayyuhal Nas, Man kana ya'bud Muhammadan, fa'inna Muhammadan qadmat. Wa man kana ya'bud Allah, fa'inna Allah hayin la yimut. And so, this was a time of no doubt, the companions, they lived amongst the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu They took from every part of the revelation that they, when they heard from the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, they would act upon it. And then now, they're hearing that the, the, the revelation has come to an end. I, they, they hear the death, of, the death of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, the most beloved individual to them over and above anyone else. As this is what he's commanded with. It's from our Iman that he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was most beloved to them. And they hear of his death. And so and with that, no doubt, with his death, alayhi salatu wasalam, was the inkita'al wahid, the kafatin of a revelation, the end of the revelation. And so the people were, the companions were placed in a state of yani, confusion or state of difficulty and hardship to trial for them. And so thus, Abu Bakr, anhu, he stated these words, no doubt, to bring about yani, this certainty and to make it, make it clear, the sunnah of Allah, wa ta'ala, with the creation. <coughs> and so he stated, O mankind, whoever worshipped Muhammad, and indeed Muhammad has died, and whoever worships Allah, then Allah ta'ala, He's alive and he has not died. 
And so thus, no doubt, with this, he affirmed the affair of Tawheed. He affirmed the affair of Tawheed. That this is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alone without partners. And so, thereafter, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he goes on to mention as well, As for the deen and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then it remains. Right, this deen remains. وَلَا خَيْرٍ إِلَّا دَلَّ الْأُمَّةِ عَلَيْهِ So there's no good except that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directed the ummah to it. There's no good that they exist except that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directed the ummah to it. وَلَا شَرٍ إِلَّا حَذَّرَهَا مِنْهُ and there was no evil except that he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, had warned against it. And the good which he which he called to and directed us to is Tawheed. And everything that Allah Ta'ala loves and is pleased with. And the shar, the evil that he warned against was shirk. And everything that Allah Ta'ala Hates. And so Allah Ta'ala sent him to mankind. And so what we understand from this Barakalafi is again that this deen is one which is a deen which is coming. A religion which is complete and not in need of yani, any addition. Hence why when you have the statement of uh, Malik Imam Malik where he mentions that whoever innovates in the deen of Islam considering it to be yani, hasana, something good that it's as if he has stated that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fell into betrayal regarding the message. What is meant by that is that if a person says the bid'ah is good, they're doing an action, and it's a good innovation, then what they're saying in reality, in what is referred to as lisan al-hal, what it necessitates that they're saying is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not give us the complete message. Because there's this, there's this hasana, there's this good that comes after that he not, didn't inform us about. And it's not comprehensive within his message. No doubt this is evil. A great evil. That a person may even hold something or hold a belief that necessitates that and leads to that. And so this is why we understand that this deen is comprehensive and is calm, it's, it's perfect. And as mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, that there was no good except that he directed his ummah to him. So anything from good, anything that's good for you, you find it within the deen 
of Allah Ta'ala. You find it within the Nusus, you find it within the Quran, you find it within the Sunnah. Impossible to find any khayr except that it's in the Quran and the Sunnah. And it's impossible to find sharr except that you find that the Quran and the Sunnah has warned us against it. And so, it's how we understand this affair of deen. I had a deen, as I mentioned, this is his deen. This is a deen which is amongst us today. And the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu which is amongst us today. And the asas of the khayr, the base of the khayr, is yeah, the Tawheed of Allah. Any good has to be rooted in Tawheed. Why? Because this is why we're here. This is why we've been created. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us to worship Him alone. And so, anything outside of that, a person is not fulfilling the purpose of his creation. And so, a person must establish Tawheed in Uluhiyah, yeah, in, his, in the worship, in his Rubiyah, the Lordship of Allah Ta'ala, in the Asma'a wa Sifat. And in the names of the attributes of Allah, that he establishes Tawheed in all three of these categories. And that he seeks nearness to Allah Ta'ala, بِكُلَّ مَا يُحِبُّهُ وَيَرْضَى مِنْ الْأَقْوَالِ وَأَفْعَالِ وَالْأَعْمَالِ الظَّاهِرَ وَالْبَاطِنَ وَالْبُعْدْ كُلُّ الْبُعْدْ مِنْ كُلَّ مَا يُبْغِدُهُ اللَّهُ وَيَعْبَاهُ مِنْ شَرِّ الْأَقْوَالِ وَأَفْعَالِ وَأَعْمَالِ And so, as is mentioned, this affair of ibadah is that we seek near to Allah in everything that He loves and is pleased with. From speech and actions. Whether they be actions which are apparent or actions which are hidden. And that we free ourselves and we distance ourselves from everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. And that we reject evil from speech and actions and, and whether those actions again be apparently hidden. And free ourselves from evil creeds. And this is the deen of Allah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for Muhammad and his ummah. Now, and so this is what the Nabi Wasallam chose for his ummah. I had to establish the affair of deen by way of that message. And it's a, and it's a message which is Ama Shamil. It's a message which is yani, general and comprehensive. And so it's not like any of the messages that came previously from the Anbiya Muslim. And thereafter, Shaykh al Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab wants to mention, وَرَفْتَرَضَ اللَّهَ تَعَاتُهُ عَلَى جَمِيعَ الثَّقَلَيْنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ وَدْلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ وَإِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا And 
disobedience to Allah Ta'ala was made an obligation upon all of the thakalain, yani the two types of creation, the jinn and the mankind. And the proof of that is the statement of Allah Ta'ala. O mankind, indeed, I am a messenger to all of you. And so this ayah here, and this is the ayah that we mentioned yani at the beginning of the text as well. This ayah in of itself is a proof that the messenger of Allah sallallahu was sent to all of mankind. And the refutation of those that falsely claim that the Nabi alayhi salatu was a messenger for just Arab. There's something you hear. Where you have someone, they can't deny his message alayhi salatu So except, so rather than, so rather than deny his message, what they do is they seek to uh, state that the message is not for them. And say that he's rather he's a messenger to the Arab. However, Allah Ta'ala mentions this ayah. I instructed the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he say, O mankind, indeed I am a messenger of Allah to all of you. So the khitab, the address, is to all of mankind. And it's not, the, the address wasn't, Ya ayyuhal Arab. O Arabs, indeed I am a messenger of Allah to you. And this is what is distinct in terms of the risal of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And the other messengers, they were sent to specific nations now. However, this message from the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam was for all of mankind. And so, likewise, you have the hadith found in Bukhari Muslim. When the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam also he mentioned, بَعْثَ كُلُ النَّبِيِّ إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ خَاصًا وَبُعْثَ كُلُ النَّبِيِّ إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ خَاصًا وَبُعْثَ إِلَىٰ النَّاسِ عَامًا يعني every prophet was sent to his people specifically whilst I was sent to mankind in general again a rejection of the claim that he, sallallahu alayhi wa was only sent na'am to the Arab. Na'am. And likewise, the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, he mentions in the narration found in Bukhari Muslims. Wallahi. La yasma' bihi ahadun. من هذه الأمة يعني referring to the Yehud and Nasar so no one hears of me يعني from these nations right from Yehud and Nasar ثم يموت ولم يؤمنوا بالذي جئت به and then they die whilst they did not believe in that which I came with إلا كان من أصحاب النار except that he's from the inhabitants of the 
Are you referring to the fact that if the Prophet Sallallahu has come with this, uh, this affair of deen and revelation to all of mankind, not one individual can say that they heard this message and did not believe in it, except that it said that they are from the inhabitants of the hellfire. And thereafter, the message that Allah Ta'ala completed the deed with the ayah, Al-Yawm Akmantu Lakum Deenakum Atmantu Alaykum Ni'mati Waladeetu Lakum Islam Adina And Allah Ta'ala completed the deen with him by way of those, by way of those, the ayah, that ayah that today I perfected my religion for you and created my favor upon you, chosen Islam as your religion. And likewise, Allah Ta'ala measures the proof for his death. In the Kamiyyatun wa inna hum mayyitun. Thumma inna kum yawm al-qiyamati inna rabbikum taqtasimun. Allah Ta'ala measures in relation to the proof of the death of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. That indeed you will die, and they will die. And then on your Mulkiyama, you'll be sent before your Lord. I disputing or I disputing or seeking to argue your points. And so with desire, as we mentioned, in regards to the affair of the Nabi alayhi salatu being sent with this ayah of the deen being complete. Then we affirm this. And within this as well is a rejection of any newly invented practice. Why? Because you cannot add anything to something that is perfect. You can't bring any addition to perfection. So if the deen has been, if the deen of Allah ta'ala has been established upon perfection, then you cannot add to perfection. It's impossible. And so, any addition to that, then we know that that addition in of itself is the khalal. The addition itself is the deficiency. And it's impossible that anything else is the deficiency. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, and Likewise, of the ayah referring to the death of the Prophet Sallallahu as well. And this again is a proof and a refutation of those that reject that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu will die. Well, they still believe that he's alive. And they hold this belief in order to call upon him. They'll hold their beliefs so they can call upon him saying that he's still alive or he hears. And you find this amongst those, Muntasibil al-Islam, those that are individuals that ascribe to Islam. And they will say that the Prophet he hears our du'as, for example. Or they will say that they've left this chair for the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, and he will come and attend. 
Now, all of these from the superstitious beliefs that they, these individuals hold. And all of these things, no doubt, are affairs that we reject in the reality. And this is the reality of you know, what we believe in relation to that. And inshallah, we'll conclude with that point there. And in our next lesson, go on to discuss some of the final points of this affair of the deen of Islam. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakum ala khaira. Wa sallallahu wa barakallahu nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam. So advice to the brother whose family wants him to stay fifty grand. For example. Um it's always when someone advising with something, so let's say for example the family is advising you to save X amount of money. You have to understand essentially where they're coming from. Right, what is the basis behind their advice? Is the basis behind their advice um, one where it's attached to the dunya? Then, of course, they need dawah. They need to be, they need to be advised about the dunya. Is it, a, is it a case of it's a genuine anxiety or concern, let's say, about not having to come back then you advise based upon that. So it's, it's really based upon what, where the person is coming from. So if it's, let's say, for example, it's just a case of dunya. No? And so they say, we need, I, want to, I want to save this amount of money because I want to live the, 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 most, uh, the most comfortable life when, I, when I'm in Hijra. I want to be as comfortable as possible. Which there's no harm in that. And there's no edge to some extent. Why? Because no doubt from the things that we desire are spacious homes. And one of the things that I also mentioned is that with the rijal, what we seek from, from the men, what we seek from our wives, generally speaking, is that they are within the homes and they're within the safety of their homes. And this is something that is praiseworthy when the, when the, when the woman uh, remains within the home. As is mentioned in the narration regarding Um Salama, where... It's mentioned that she did not leave the home except in the coffin, except in, when she was shouted for her funeral. Alakullin, if now you're saying, you know, we really we want our, our, our wives to remain within the homes. However, this home is going to be the, the size of a cupboard. But we want them to remain within the home. It's not, a, it's not a balanced view. At the same time, it's not a balanced view for them to say we need to save X amount of money so we have a mansion. We have to when we go, we have to have a, we have to live in a mansion. Even though now we live in a council flat and we're, com we're comfortable. When we go there, we live in a mansion. Now, and so if it's now the, the 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 driving force behind it is dunya, then they need to be advised about the 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 theme of the dunya, that the dunya itself is lacks value. So why would you put yourself in jeopardy? remaining in this land to save more money in order to make hijra whilst 
when you when you really understand the nature of this this land that we're in and lands like these, that not it can't be a case of you go at any day without harm. Every day is going to bring about some harm, whether you see it initially or you don't. There's going to bring about harm for for a person. So a person needs to relieve themselves of that as quickly as possible. And so if, like I said, the reason is dunya, then uh, it's, uh, they need to be advised about that. If it's a genuine concern where they say, we need to save X amount of money because we, I don't want to go there, have hard, fall, fall upon hard times and we have to come back. I don't want to have to come back. And it's a genuine concern and, or, or a fear of that. And so they set a particular target. That target may not be realistic, right? And so, but what is realistic is the opportunity to make hijrah, generally speaking. When we think about the person's ability to make hijrah or leave the land, they have many opportunities to do so. And so they should strive to, to attain those, those opportunities or take those opportunities. If, however, um, the person is saying now that I want to, I want to make hijrah, we have to have this money and I fear this. Sometimes it's just about reassuring that fear. Reassuring that, no, we don't need this amount because if we have a, port, a, a fraction of that, we can still live and still, still be comfortable and not have to come back. And, just, and it's just about reassuring those fears that are there. Or it could be that the fears are genuine, either they're founded and that you do need a certain mablak, a certain amount of money that, that is uh, really suitable. If that's the case, then the person should strive to get that, inshallah. So it all depends on the circumstance. Is is what being is is um, what is requested and what is being now made conditional before they can go. Is it something which is uh, reasonable? If it's reasonable, then seek to fulfil it. If it's not reasonable, then it's important to try and find out why that condition is being made to being put there in the first place, and then seek to seek to find a, a remedy for that issue. Inshallah. Is there any difference um, regarding a Muslim and a believer, in terms of being described in a different way? Is it similar to how the Islam and Sunnah, if there was mentioned together, then. Islam and Iman, you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, Islam and Iman. Yeah. So, is it, is it mentioned together or being something different? Yeah. Uh, is it the same? It's the same as Islam and Iman in terms of being mentioned together. If you mention a, a Muslim, yeah. they're generally speaking about a Muslim, and that is the Mu'min. If you're mentioning them together, then the Muslim is more general. The Muslim is Islam. Islam. Anyone that that uh, ascribes to Islam, anyone that makes Islam apparent in the true Islam. So, for example, we wouldn't refer to, uh, let's say, uh, Ahmadiyya. We wouldn't say that they're the Muslims. Now, because what they make apparent is not Islam. What they make apparent is I, that their, their creed with this belief regard with their, their belief regarding another prophet after Nabi alayhi So it's clear kufr. So we wouldn't regard them as being from the Muslimin. But you may have an individual that is Muslim or he makes apparent his Islam over that which he holds within is kufr. That's not apparent to us. I saw we're talking about of course the Munafiqin. So that's not what's apparent to us is that he's Muslim. So he'll be amongst the Muslimin. However, the Mu'minin they are the Mu'minun, They are the individuals that truly believe in Islam. Uh, I when this is when they mention together, yeah. 
They truly believe in Islam and adhere to Islam. And so their Islam is not just uh, just Zahir, but it's Zahir and Batin. And so the Mu'min is something which is more specific. Now, so essentially you have the, the, the Muslim, which is the, the wider circle. Everyone that's ascribed to Islam. The Mu'min is the one, is a smaller circle than that. Allah Not that I do. No. So there's nothing. So basically, just dead. We affirm the death of the Prophet and, and, and that's that's where this is where I have to cut is the word. Um, it comes to meeting and realizing Salatu Salam, then it will be in the hereafter, and him hearing us in that after. Sisters leave first, inshallah, the problems thereafter. Something my favorite. A lot of people.